Another week, another episode of Financial Aid. I'm Ben Wittenstein, the host, talking everything college football betting for the week. This is officially episode number two of Financial Aid, so if you listen to episode one, really appreciate it. But it's a new week, new bets, trying to win some more money come Saturday. Uh, We're going to try to have two podcasts a week if we can. First episode of the week is going to be looking at some of the lines, some of the movement, some early leans that I have. And then finally, the second episode comes out Thursday. We're going to be talking everything bets, all my bets, all the best bets, some hold your nose bets, some leans and everything in between. So we're going to have a lot of fun on Thursdays. But today is just business, looking at the numbers, looking at some of the teams that we like. It'll be a lot of fun. Hopefully it'll be able to get you looking at some of these bets earlier on in the week, kind of get you more focused on, on betting games earlier in the week when maybe you can get some better numbers uh some better lines out there instead of just waiting until saturday to bet when sometimes the lines are just real tight on some of the bigger games that you're not getting the best number that you can get so monday tuesday wednesday you look at some of these early lines maybe get a good number and hopefully that number moves in our favor come saturday sometimes it doesn't Sometimes it does, and when it does, honestly, you just you feel amazing. You feel like you beat the market. So we're going to try to do that today. Looking back at the week that was from last week, I gave out a few picks, six picks to be exact. We did pretty well, four and two. Four wins, two losses. Uh, I will never forgive the Wisconsin defense for giving up a touchdown against New Mexico State. I was so incredibly high on the New Mexico State team total under four and a half. And my God, they uh, they just could not get that done. They had them all the way through about three quarters. And they gave up like a long pass on a third and long that was down at like the one yard line. New Mexico State was able to run it in at that point. And uh, they got the over four and a half team total. I was really convinced that even if New Mexico State didn't score at all, at the very least, they were going to get a field goal. And they just they missed a field goal opportunity in the first half feeling really good, feeling high, and then second half comes and they get the damn touchdown. So that was unfortunate. That was a tough loss. And the uh, Michigan State-Washington game, that's um, that under 57 was just a, that was a bad read. It was a bad read. And I really thought the defenses for both teams were going to be a little bit better. The pace was really fast from both of these teams. And Michael Penix, man, he, uh, he looked good. He, he really did look good. He's going to be something special if he stays healthy. Him and Kalen DeBoer are, uh, are are quite the pair. And to Michigan State's defense, you're terrible. Awful. Mich- the Spartans' defense, especially the secondary, which we knew coming into the season was going to be a question mark. It was an issue for them last year. They still stink, by the way. They're not good. And that's going to be something they need to fix. And honestly, that's uh, they're going to be in part of a game that I'm going to be targeting, at least one of the leans uh, for the next week for Saturday. So we're 4-2 and two on the podcast, 67% win percentage, and we are up. We're in the green, 1.23 units. So if you followed all the picks that I had last Thursday, hopefully you did, you're up money. You're up at least 1.23 units. The uh, Ohio-Iowa State overhit, man, NC State, they're my team, man. I love the Wolfpack. All in on the Wolfpack this year. They covered that 10-point spread against Texas Tech. They look great at home under the lights. That's going to be another team I think we should target in the coming weeks ahead, um, I did bet their team win total over to start the season. So that's why I'm pretty high on NC State to begin with. UAB, the Blazers, the Dragons, we love them. They covered 11 and a half. Love that. And uh, Wisconsin minus 37. That was an easy pick. That was a super easy pick. So hopefully that was, uh, I think that was a group chat play of uh, of the weekend. So you could text the group chats that one. We're going to have another group chat play on Thursday that you can text the betting group chat Hopefully sound good, look good for the friends, get the win, get your friends some money, get you some money. That's the whole point of the group chat play. 
So hopefully we'll do that. We're 1-0 on the group chat play so far this season. For today's episode, uh, let's look at some different games in the week ahead. And what I want to start these episodes early on in the week is what did we learn? What what did we learn from the week before? Because if we're not learning anything, we're not going to be winning money. That's the problem. So we have to look back at the week that was, look at what we learned. What did we do well? What did we not do well? Uh, Why did we lose? Why did we win? Right. So looking at Ohio and we won that Ohio over, uh, they're they're an over machine. Ohio, Iowa State went over 49. Iowa State carried the brunt of those points, but I was 3-0 on the over this season. Or excuse me, Ohio was 3-0 on the over this season. So if that's going to be something that you're going to be looking at as the season goes on, that's, you know, one could be an anomaly. Two, you're starting to look like maybe something's happening. But three is a trend. And with Ohio, they're 3-0 on the over. So I think they're a team as we go forward that we're going to look to play some of their overs. Um, This week, you're playing Fordham. And I honestly am not sure. The last time I looked earlier today, I don't know if they even have a line out for Fordham at this point. Uh, They do not. So that line is going to be coming in the coming days. But uh, the over is something that I would look at for that game as well. You, you have to follow the trends sometimes, especially if they're recent trends and they're applicable trends. And the 3-0 and for the over for Ohio games is a very applicable and a good trend to follow. Um, I love USC. I'm all in on the Trojans. I think that's another game, another team that we should look at into betting a little bit more. They're 3-0 and against the spread. And for some insane reason, they are very undervalued in the market. They were a... At one point, a seven and a half point favorite at Stanford, a team they won against by more than two touchdowns eventually. And that line ended up closing at 10, probably should have been closer to 12 or 13. And that line was 12 or 13 against Fresno State. USC was back at home and USC covered again. I mean, that offense with Caleb Williams is is truly something impressive. And Lincoln Riley has it down. This is not the USC team of old that loses to Stanford unexplicably. They lose games in dumb ways. They can't hold a lead. Things like that. This is this is a different Trojans team, man. And and I looked at the game this team before the season started and I, I thought they were going to go under their win total. I thought they were going to go under nine and a half. And I really regret making that futures bet for USC because they look like a force to be reckoned with. They they really truly do. And this week they're playing Oregon State. They're playing at Oregon State. And they're a seven-point favorite. That bet had been bet down now to, uh, I believe, six and a half. So I don't know if that's a line I'm going to be hitting on Thursday. I, I'm kind of feeling it. I kind of want to just ride with the Trojans as long as they will let me. They've been a moneymaker. 3-0 against the spread. They've been covering. Not only winning, but they've been covering. Good teams cover. Great te- Good teams win. Great teams cover. You know, I I think this could be a really good team to follow for a majority of the season because seemingly the market hasn't caught up to the Trojans. And I know they're going to be at Corvallis at night. That is an incredibly tough place to play at night against a good Oregon State team who, oh, by the way, also 3-0 against the spread. So it's going to be two, two teams who are both undefeated against the spread going up against each other at night in Corvallis. That will, yes, that'll be a tough game. Um, But I, I really am leaning. I'm leaning USC in this one. That line it continues to drop. Monday afternoon, it was about six and a half. There's some places 
out there, some sports books, you can find some sixes. I, I may just sit on this one. I may wait. Wait to see. USC gets to five and a half. Five point home favor or five point road favorites. Couldn't be a bad spot to hit. Couldn't be a bad spot to hit. So I learned I like USC this week. Learned about Ohio overs. Uh, another thing I learned. Don't bet Indiana as favorites. Never, never bet the Hoosiers as favorites. It's never going to work out in your favor. If you want to wait to bet the Indiana Hoosiers, bet them as underdogs. Because they're just, they're not good enough to win games and cover as favorites. And we saw that against Western Kentucky last week, where I, I honestly don't know how they won. They were able to pull themselves up by their bootstraps and by the grace of the almighty above win that game in overtime. So I I truly don't understand how they were such high point favorites. They were, they were a touchdown favorite at one point at home against a Western Kentucky team that they couldn't keep up with when Western Kentucky was on offense. So I don't understand how Indiana at any point was that strong of a favorite. So don't bet Indiana as a favorite. They are a 17 point underdog this weekend on the road against Cincinnati. Maybe. It's a hard maybe from me. Other things I learned. Washington. Michael Penix, man. Legit. The man's legit. And we knew this. I knew this. Being an Indiana fan from a couple years ago. Michael Penix is legit. He gets it done. He has an absolute gorgeous throw. It's football porn is what it is. Watching him throw a football. Especially when he's outside of the pocket on the run. He's a lefty. So it looks a little bit off than what you're used to when you see quarterbacks throw. But he puts some zip on that ball like uh, very few quarterbacks can, especially in college. So I'm going to be looking to back Washington. I'm going to be looking to back Michael Penix in the future. I think the market is finally starting to catch up with them just a little bit. They're 3-0 and in the overs. If we're talking about things we really learned, if you don't like betting Washington, if you don't like the line, look at the over. Because that is going to be a team that most often than not, more often than not, hits their over. More often than not, will probably hit their team total over. Right now, they're a 12.5-point favorite at home against Stanford. Total 60.5. Hit the over, folks. I'm going to most likely be make that a play Thursday. Hit the over for Washington. They are scoring machine. Defense, meh. Defense is fine. It's okay. Michigan State was able to score on him pretty easily. Peyton Thorne didn't come into this game as anything special. So, if anything about Washington, anything that we learned, anything that I learned, bet their overs. Bet the Washington overs. Bet the Washington team total overs. They are going to score points in the boatload. Something special has happened in Seattle. And I'm going to get on the train. I'm going to get on that uh, over train for Washington. All right, let's look at some of the biggest movers that's been going on in uh, in college football. There's just a couple, a couple here and there from when it opened on Sunday. Minnesota has moved quite a bit against Michigan State. They went from a one-point underdog to a two-and-a-half-point favorite. And watching this line throughout the day on Monday, it's been moving. It's been on the move. Uh, they, they went from two at one point earlier in the morning to two-and-a-half. They're rowing the boat, man. Country's believing in the row-the-boat mantra. People are loving Minnesota. I love Minnesota. That's going to be a game I'm going to probably lean towards as two and a half point favorites against Michigan State. I mean, that is, they're a fun team, man. They they just, they play hard. Their offense is fun to watch. They're they're just a team that can roll. Now, the, the competition that they played this season, not great. And, and I'll be the first to admit that it has been awesome competition. Colorado may not win a game this season. 
and they whooped them 49-7. New Mexico State, one of the worst teams in the country. They beat them 38 to nothing. And Western Illinois, terrible team, of course. Minnesota beats them 62 to 10. So they have had about as cupcake as a schedule as you will find. But, 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 they still look good. And two and a half point favorites, as long as it stays under that uh, crucial three number, I may dabble. May dabble a little bit in the Golden Golfers. May believe in the boys up north, eh? Minus three at some places, two and a half still, you can get them. As long as they hover around there, I'm 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 gonna look to, to probably play Minnesota. Cincy has moved minus eleven to minus seventeen against the Indiana Hoosiers. Ninety percent of the money so far has been on Cincinnati, which makes sense. This line probably opened a little bit too low. Minus eleven, I think it opened up, you know, minus ten at some places, but minus eleven was one of the lower ones that I found. I think at Circa, and uh, yeah, that's. It's too low. <laughs> Indiana's just, they have issues. And I don't know how they have been able to be 3-0. and um, They maybe did something to the, to the football gods. They appeased them in some way to allow them to win some of these close games in some wacky ways. But I think that comes to an end against Cincinnati. Cincinnati's good. They're playing at home. Indiana doesn't really have much of an offense to stand upon. And their defense had a lot of holes against Western Kentucky. This is a stay-away game. I know I'm talking about Indiana as, as a better underdog bet to make. But it makes sense why this line has been moving from, a, uh, from minus 11 to minus 17. Iowa State, the Cyclones, man. Pick them to minus 2.5 against Baylor. I don't think Baylor's really impressed too many people around the country. And, and I think this is a big reason why we're seeing this line move a little bit. Uh, they, their one loss is uh, in overtime against BYU, but Iowa State looking to go 4-0 for the first time in a couple decades, I believe. They, uh, they, they're looking good. Their offense is looking really steady, which is really impressive because all the talent that they lost last season in, in Brock Purdy and, and a couple other players that they lost, they were able to get right back on the horse, reloaded. I mean, they've, they've looked good. The line's moving in their favor. They're the, they're the home favorite, short favorite against Baylor. I don't know if I have a, a strong lean in this one, especially now that it's moved. I probably would have liked Iowa State as a pick more than, you know, two-and-a-half-point favorites. Starting to lean Baylor if that line's going to move even higher. But that's certainly been an interesting move in college football this week. And finally, we'll we'll do some Big Ten. Look at the Big Ten. We'll, we'll Michigan. Go to Ann Arbor. Michigan minus 20. They've moved now in Maryland's favor. Turpin's getting some money. Minus 16 now for Maryland. So if you're high on Michigan, this is kind of the time to do it. Really pound Michigan if you think they can beat Maryland by three scores. Numbers right for the picking for that. But the market is saying uh, Maryland's a better team than probably people initially thought. I don't think I have a play in this one either. Michigan's look good. They, they really have. And... I don't know if I'm ready and willing to lay three scores on the Mason Blue yet, though. I, I need to see it first for me to really believe in this Michigan team. I have hopes. I have an inkling, an idea that I think Michigan will be able to cover this, but I need to see it first. I need to see that happen first. All right, let's finish off the episode. Just some leans that I have. I have two leans, and I went through these already just kind of the thought process behind these leans. These aren't bets I've made. These aren't show bets, podcast bets, nothing of that sort. But these are going to be two leans I'm looking at, and they will more than likely be 
in the show on Thursday talking about my plays for Saturday. But one of those, if you hadn't guessed, getting in the boat, grabbing the oars. Let's row the boat, folks. We're going Minnesota. We're believing in P.J. Fleck in the Minnesota Golden Gophers. I'm leaning Minnesota minus 2.5 against Michigan State. They're on the road in East Lansing, but, man, they've looked good. And, yes, this is going to be far and away the best competition they have seen all season. You could probably put the three teams that Minnesota has already played, Western Illinois, New Mexico State, Colorado, put them together, and they probably wouldn't have the talent that Michigan State has. But Minnesota has just been impressive. Offensively, they've been impressive. Mo Ibrahim's been unreal so far this season. Their running game is off the charts. And we know Minnesota's offensive line now, the, the running offensive line, the run blocking has been phenomenal. Gophers' defense has been good. I'd love to see them against better competition. I'd love to see them against Peyton Thorne and the Spartans. And I'd like to see them try to pressure Peyton Thorne a little bit more. And the unfortunate news for the Golden Gophers is Chris Ottman-Bell has been ruled out for the season. He's going to amazingly try to get a seventh season under his belt if he gets an injury opt-out from the NCAA, but he's going to be out. So the number one wide receiver for Minnesota is out for this game, out for the season, but I still like the Golden Gophers in this one. I'm still leaning towards them. I'm going to read a little bit more throughout the week, see where this line movement goes. And probably hit the Golden Gophers. All right, my second lean and final lean for the episode as we finish it off. As I mentioned, top of the show, Washington over 61.5 with Stanford. I think that game soars over. Stanford can score. I talked about Washington being able to score, but Stanford can score. They put 28 up against not a great USC defense. And Washington's probably good for 30 to 40 points quite easily. I mean, the pace that they play, how good Michael Penix is, and how good he is at throwing the deep ball, that's probably 30 to 40 points right off the bat. From the Huskies. The over is 3-0 so far for Washington in games. Stanford games go over 2-0. So these are two teams combined 5-0 on the over. They have yet to play in a game that hits the under. So that's why that 61 and a half. Ooh, real juicy. Looking tempting to me. I, I just think this is a game Washington and Stanford can combine. I don't, I don't really see too much defense being played here. Stanford... Again, 28 points against USC, 41 points in their first game. USC scored a 30, it was in the 30s against them, I believe. It, it, this is just, I think this is a game that can score. It's a, it's a high total. USC scored 41 against them. This is a high total, but you get both these teams in the 30s, and there you go. Boom, boom, bang, done. Easy, walk away, end of the night, get a nice little win on your belt. I'm leaning that Washington-Stanford over 61.5, leaning Minnesota minus 2.5. I'll have plays for everybody on Thursday. Read up, watch some of the line movements. It's amazing how how much better of a better you can be when you watch those line movements throughout the week. Follow me on Twitter at Ben Wittenstein. Good luck to everybody throughout the week on uh, NFL bets, MLB bets, whatever you may have. Come back here Thursday. Some college football bets coming your way. 